Yeah, I think I caused that. I'm sorry. You caused Zika? Hands off that dial. Business is about to get a whole lot nerdier. You're tuned in to Founder Quest. What you were saying, Ben, about source maps reminds me like a long, long time ago when I had this one freelancing client who like, like right after that movie, The Social Network came out, which was about Mark Zuckerberg making Facebook, like literally everybody who had, I don't know, 20 or 30 grand laying around was like, I'm going to hire some cheap developer and have them like make me some weird niche, like social network. And I, I worked, <sighs> I worked on several of these because I was a free, I was freelancing at the time. And Those one of them the was days. for... Yeah, those were the days um, where you get like paid to write something that's like you knew in your heart nobody was ever going to use. Totally. <laughs> it was this one for nurses. And so the guy was like very sort of unresponsive to questions. And I so I eventually sort of put something up. and I was like, hey, let's, you know, can you please start looking at this and tell me if you see anything wrong, if you see any bug, you know, like you do in software. And he was just like, it's broken. Just make it work. <laughs> it's like, just give me the working site. And it's like, that's not how this, this whole process works, sir. It's, you know, it's, you don't just like, it's not like a car. You don't just go to the lot and you buy it. It's like, it's like, you got to work the kinks out. You got to, you know. Nice. Ben and I worked on one of those too. I, did yeah. Star work on? I don't remember if Star us. was on that I worked one. on one, one with you Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Back I think when, we're all taking pains not to name names. Yeah, I don't, don't, wanna, like, we, don't like, we don't want to like, we don't want to like bash our past clients or anything. Yeah, they were, they were generally. I mean, it was, it was fun though. Like, I mean, back when people thought that it was just, it was really just about the tech, you could just build the, if you just built, right. built an activity feed, there would be activity in it. Right. Well, and yeah. And to be fair, I think that was before Facebook groups. So like that basically killed any other type of social network app you wanted to build. Right. Cause I was like, yeah. oh, we'll just make a group. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I never actually put that together. But that totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, I sometimes miss those freelance days. Yeah. I think though, like today, if you were a freelancer, there's, there's so much cool stuff. Like, uh, you know, the Tailwind UI was just released recently. And that is just super awesome. You know, giving you a bunch. What is that again? It gives you a bunch of components built on top of Tailwind CSS, which is a CSS framework that makes it really easy to build out designs. Anyway, so Tailwind UI is, is built on top of that and gives you some pre-made components like here's a list of users or here's a, uh, a marketing page with a pricing grid kind of stuff. So, I mean, there's been templates around since forever, like on ThemeForest or whatever. But uh, this is the uh, latest built on like this reusable component framework idea. And I, I, I love it. So I think you know, as a freelancer today, like if I was doing that today, I'd be like all about that. It's like, oh, let me just whip something up for you real quick for my UI since, you know, I'm a, I'm a developer and I suck at UI. That's really cool. It's weird because I feel like I don't really know what the historical sort of like progression has been because like on the one hand, it seems like we've gone from this world in around, you know, 2005 or whatever, where, you know, one web developer with Rails was basically like for getting out a sort of minimum viable product, like that was, you know, pretty close to as good as you're going to get. And so um, you could just sort of whip out these things. But now it seems like apps have to be so much full featured from the get go, but there's also so many more tools to do it. And I don't know, it's just, I guess maybe I'm just confused by it. <laughs> you know, I, like, I don't know what the lesson is here because like on the one hand, there's all these tools 
But then on the other hand, there's so many tools and people expect so much from, from new apps that it's like, is it even possible for one person to do it? I think the moral of the story is the only constant in life is change. Oh, that's good. Waxing you're, like the Morpheus, you're like the Morpheus of Honey Badger. Does that, we need to get you one I, of those trench coats. Does that come with extra pay? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Awesome. All the, the red and blue pills you want. <laughs> Sweet. I, I wonder, do we even really need all these apps though? So many apps, like everyone, everyone wants like a certain, like, I think so many apps can exist together because like, there's so many people that, that want them. Like you can make an app and there's, you know, you have a hundred users or something. You probably find a hundred people that want to use your whatever mobile, like your take on fitness tracking or something on iOS. But are we going to get to a point where like we have as many apps as we have like people in the, in the world? Like, <laughs> you know, we have like, everyone has their, their own app. Well, I mean, if the economy is growing at a certain percentage, and that means the internet economy is growing at a certain percentage, then you either need, you need the number of apps to grow at a certain percentage, don't you? Right, or yeah. Either Just, that or everything gets consolidated, which it kind of has been doing. So I don't know, you're arguing for centralization. I guess I am, yeah. So you would rather have like Reddit rather than like I mean, a thousand. I haven't, like, I haven't really, you know, I haven't really thought this through, Star, so don't, don't like hold me to this, okay? I'm, you know, I'm all for decentralization no, it's all right. it's in general. It's all right. Welcome to Founder Quest Debate Club Edition. You're really, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're making que- you're making me question every- all my beliefs now. There we go. Well, I was thinking a debate club. You know, if we want to have a debate, we can talk about COVID nineteen and should we shut down schools or not? Go. Oof. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. Uh, it's huge. Like it is huge. Yeah. Well, and we're we're at the epicenter of it. Like you and me, Ben. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Ben Finley, our marketing, our marketing person, our marketing guru. So just for some context, like I live in Kirkland, Washington, which is the ground zero basically for coronavirus infections in the United States. As of yesterday, I believe we had 10 or 11 deaths in my community due to that, primarily focused around one, what, what is it called? Was it like a senior, like a senior living? Yeah, center? like a like a senior yeah. center. Yeah, life care like center. Like the, the worst, the worst place that it could possibly break out. Right. 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 So yeah. that's um, right around the corner from my house. And oh my gosh, really? Yep. Yep. It's it's interesting. We have a, a technical college nearby that shut down for a few days because they took a class field trip to this particular care center. So the faculty yeah. member like got sick, and I think like forty or fifty students were involved in that trip. So they they shut down that campus for a few days to do cleaning it up. And then the, not our school district, but the one just north of us, the North Shore School District closed their system down because one teacher or faculty tested positive. And so they closed the school system down for some days. I'm not sure if they're, if they're even open yet again. So our school system is currently open and people are like, close it. And other people are like, please don't. Yeah, uh, the University of Washington also like suspended all in-person classes. Yes. Which yeah. is like the yeah. University of Washington's a big university. Yeah. I don't know. It's school, school's in session too, right? It's, it, it is. Like it's not. Yep. My son's attending there. And uh, yeah, we got the email this morning saying that they're going to close it down for the rest of the quarter. Well, the, the wow. campuses are still open, but classes are not going to be meeting together in person throughout the end of the quarter, which ends this month. Yeah. My wife's company is everybody's was told to work from home until at least the end of the month, which is like three weeks away. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. Like pretty much all the big tech yeah, companies are sort of work from home. 
Yeah. Yeah. My friend, I was talking to my buddy yeah. Richard last night and he was saying like Amazon HQ is all working, working remotely. And he said, it's kind of like the, uh, the good old days. So everybody good old days? Work from home again. Well, he used the to be remote. So when uh, everyone is quarantined yeah. and it's not the good old days of pandemics, <laughs> like <laughs> back when everyone got like the measles <laughs> or whatever, like back in 18, but, uh, yeah. the Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah. those are the days. I, I think he was talking more about the novelty of being able to work from, you know, work from home when you're used to, yeah. when you're used to having to go in and. Yeah. Really, really appreciate having the remote company that we have. Like all, we've always been hundred percent remote, so it's no adjustment. Just yeah. Like, go. Yeah. Same old, same old. We're still working. I had the, I had yeah, the, it, like a dystopian image of the future where like the world is ravaged by global pandemics, like, you know, every week and everyone, but we've like automated to the point where we can just all work remotely. So everyone is like basically on full-time quarantine. This might be too, too close. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> we did have a recent episode about the future of work, but I didn't expect like the future to arrive so soon. Um, <laughs> like literally everybody is working from home. So today is what, March 6th. And so maybe a week ago, um, I was, which is sort of before all the, 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 you know, the shit hit the van, like pardon me, French. And I was at the grocery store and I, I've had a cold, like just a normal cold for the past like month and a half. And I have a kid in daycare. This is normal. I know what colds are like. And it's a cold. So, but I was, <laughs> I was at um, the grocery store just picking up some normal stuff. And I was like, oh, while I'm here, I might as well get some like Clorox wipes or something. And so I'm walking down the Clorox wipes aisle. And then for some reason, like my cold kicks in and my nose just starts running just like running and I don't have any like tissues or anything. And so it's just kind of dripping. I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, this is just a scene out of the Andromeda strain. Like this is a scene out of a movie. Like I'm just going to get some Clorox wipes. My nose starts running. That's the beginning of the the montage at the end of which like everything's terrible. Careful. You might like be careful. You don't like start a stampede too of people trying to get away from you. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) And yeah. And as of now, like, the store is like completely out of like cleaning products and Clorox wipes. And yeah, they, you cannot buy hand sanitizer in Seattle. You cannot buy hand sanitizer on like Amazon and have it shipped in Seattle. I ordered a gallon of hand sanitizer from a natural products company. So, um, that so sells yeah, bulk <laughs> like ingredients for things because that's the only one I could find. Right. So I'd be mean, like, you probably wouldn't have bought a gallon if, if you could have just bought like a regular supply at the store, I would assume. Well, no, but I but, do. I have I mean, to wonder, like, like how much? And that, that is like liquid gold. That's <laughs> liquid gold in this economy, Josh. I mean, you, yeah, you could literally like divvy that up and sell little little containers of it. Because I was gonna, I'm like, house. how much? How much hand sanitizer are you people using? Like, <laughs> like, I, I have a little little thing of it, and I, I'm like a germaphobe, so I, I use it all the time, but it lasts me forever. But well, we're, we're starting a thing, or I'm trying to start a thing where whenever I put my kid in her car seat, she has to put on hand sanitizer. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's like an easy rule to remember. And she's that's sort of captive. She's like tied down. And yeah. that it happens in between transitions between locations. So yeah, that's the, so that's like, the well, real uh, benefit of car seats, by the way, is that, I mean, it's, it's the physical restraint aspect versus... <laughs> <laughs> So my, my sister who lives in Louisiana, she saw on, on Twitter about all the toilet paper being 
purchased. Like you can't get toilet paper in Seattle because everyone's yeah, <laughs> yeah I bought it all. Toilet, toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet paper hand sanitizer. I mean, like I just like for it to all so, like people have to be buying massive quantities of hand sanitizer and toilet paper right. for this to happen, right? Like right. this, this is one of those you, classic you economic economic yeah. situations well, where people like, like cause everybody. The, <laughs> like if everybody buys one roll of toilet paper on the same day, like that yeah. would probably disrupt the supply chain. I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like it's a sign to have. I just don't. I don't know. Purchase is spread out. <laughs> like like amortized, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so my my so my, sis, my sister texted me and she's like, "So do you need me to ship you some toilet paper?" <laughs> and I I replied, I don't "No, know. we're good. We have plenty of leaves." All I'm saying is like. Like oh, everyone, nature. everyone uses toilet paper and we never run out in normal times. So <laughs> as far as I know, people time- must be stockpiling thinking that the supply chain is going to be disrupted by coronavirus. Oh, of I course. get the feeling, you know, like time people are thinking are they afraid, don't want to yeah. or they don't want to go yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to go, go out. out. Time, time to buy stock in those companies and make bidets. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, that was the start of the great bidet rush in 2020. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, the, real, the, real, yeah well. the real money is not in the bidets. The real money is in the bidet making tools. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're joking, but you're not wrong. <laughs> could, have, could have made your fortune, Ben. I know. In a toilet paper just, future, toilet paper futures and, and bidets. Giving away those hot tips for free. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Toilet paper futures. That sounds like it's involved in the plot of some '80s movie. So, anyway, this is this actually has a little bit to do with our business because, well, I mean, first of all, we all need to kind of be alive to prosper in our businesses. But also, you know, RailsConf is coming up in two months in Portland, and Portland is really close to Seattle. So it's very close. Yeah. So like, uh, it's like right now things are sort of proceeding as usual but you know i started a a thread in base camp where you know which we used to, to handle all of our long form discussions online base camp trademark get yours now and yeah so it's just it's just kind of a weird situation to be in it's like just kind of trying to keep your eye on like current events to be like okay are we gonna have to like cancel last minute or i i don't know it's it's just a bizarre yeah. situation to be in yeah, I remember when uh, it was was like two, or three, four years ago when Zika was was the big was a big deal, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to cancel a vacation because of that. We were going down to Mexico, and that just that was no fun. It's not fun to like have to disrupt your plans, but it is kind of crazy when that happens. Are we uh, at this point canceling RailsConf? I mean, are we're I think we're, are we not going? I think we're still planning on going. Yeah. If it's, if it's still going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Ruby Central released a statement about COVID on March 2nd and said that uh, they're tentatively, tentatively still planning. You know, they're still, it's still on basically. Um, And that was based on the advice of the, uh, I think like, whatever the convention center or the expo center down here and, and everything. So right now they're saying that, that they're not canceling events. So, so yeah, here's something interesting that came out of this, this past week. I've, I've been reading probably more than I really should about all these current events. Google IO 
was canceled or moved to online only. Microsoft canceled an event that they were going to have here in Seattle. Comic-Con, surprisingly, is actually going on here in Seattle. It's going to be huge mm-hmm. and it's going to bring a bunch of people here. Uh, wow. Those comic book nerds, like, they're, they're hardcore. But uh, someone made the point, yeah. you know, when you have, and Facebook, they canceled their F8 developer conference. And someone made the point, like, because a lot of people are on Twitter talking about, like, how, you know, calling out uh, smaller conferences who haven't canceled yet, saying, you know, you, you got to, you can't, you can't be risking people's lives and stuff like that which I can sympathize with being, you know, again, in Kirkland where all this is happening. But someone made the point that, you know, for a company like Facebook or Google or Microsoft or Apple, if they happen to make their change to WWDC in the summer, for them, that's not their primary business, right? That, yes, yeah. it's an impact, but it's not like going to ruin the whole business for the year. They're, they're, they sell other things. But if you're a tiny conference and that's what you do, or I mean, even a bigger conference, if that's your thing, that's your business, then yeah, that's a huge is hit. A, is a huge deal, right? So, yeah. you know, for Ruby Central, if RailsConf is canceled, that, that's a much bigger impact to them than it is for Google shutting down Google I/O, right? Right. So, or Apple. I, thought, I mean, Apple could probably come up with something creative and and like make you know announce online and then and still whatever. You know, yeah, they're they're not right. and they would make everybody think it was better. Right. Right. Maybe. It's like. <laughs> it'll be losers like do in-person conferences sorry like, sorry it'll it'll be now. incredibly it'll be incredibly brave of them to cancel the conference courage. yeah it would be um, courage yeah yeah it would be yeah i hear what you're saying like it would be really rough for a lot of small conferences to cancel i mean in the end like it, it's a big it, it comes down to like a big question about morality is like do outcomes like matter in terms of making the like correct moral decision it's like i don't know i like i personally don't really think they do but i'm not everybody so well there are a lot of impacts too and and this goes back to the school closure question like yeah i was gonna ask like you we kind of like weaseled away from that like we're gonna have debate club now yeah so you know you have some parents are like you know shut it down i don't want my kids being in an environment where there might be a lot of transmission going on but there are a number of parents who you know, can't afford to be home with their kids for mm-hmm. weeks or, you know, whatever. They have to go to work. They can't make alternate arrangements when everything is shut down, you know. And, and the same is true with these conferences, right? Like there are a lot of people that make a lot of money from a lot of services around conferences, not just directly, you know, with like the, a vendor who's setting up your booth, right? The, those people who are actually moving in tables and things like that. But, but all the businesses around the conference, conference center, the hotels. And, and uh, that's yeah. quite an impact that you have to consider when you think about shutting down a large event like, like RailsConf or like South by Southwest. That's true. Like, I'm not sure that on the school closure thing, like it's kind of a unique thing because like so far, you know, knock on wood, um, the whole disease or the illness doesn't like, it hasn't really hit children, especially hard. Um, which I've been paying attention to because I have a small child. And so it's like having a bunch of kids together in school. It's like you're having a bunch of people who are sort of in not a super vulnerable group together versus you let schools out and suddenly like, okay, grandma's going to take care of the kids and grandma is in a high risk group. And, or, you know, you send the kids off to mm-hmm. hang out at the mall or something. I, I don't know, like whatever, whatever people do. So yeah. it's kind of like, like if it was a, like if it primarily targeted children, like it seemed like it would be, yeah, it's like, yeah, then you have to shut down schools, like regardless of 
economic impact because that's you know the the most highly risk people and they're all together that's a good so, point because they're you're saying like there there is like if you send the kids home there is like an incentive for the parents if they have an option to like for instance grandma or whatever grandparents to allow them to still go to work or whatever they're going to take that and and then that's going to kind of yeah spread spread that around yeah because i mean a lot of people mm-hmm. like they don't go to work they get fired and they lose their houses yeah like yeah it's, it's not so really people, much of a choice yeah people are going to work around it any way they can yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah but there's also the question of okay how much of a carrier can someone be without getting very sick so is that kid coming home from school with those germs and then sharing them with grandma who happens because they right. have a multi-generational household right yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a complicated it's a complicated yeah, question it is it is it like is. like all I, questions right yeah yeah but then you have companies like microsoft i think which did a solid yesterday they announced or this morning they announced that contractors who work at microsoft who are impacted by this stay home thing that they are still being going to be paid so yeah. even though Microsoft is shutting down saying, telling people to work from home, well, that, that impacts people like in the cafeteria, right? And so oh, yeah. Microsoft is saying, no, we'll still pay you. So that's pretty cool. So yay, Microsoft. Yeah, that, is, that is cool. Yeah, that's good. And they're doing that like not just with developers. Right, right. It's everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Because like so many times it's like you hear people being like, oh, well, people just work from home. It's no big deal. It's like, but not, not everybody can <laughs> work from home. Like, jobs yeah. don't all work like that. Yeah. yeah, somebody floated on Twitter an interesting idea talking about trying to do containment, which at this point is it's arguable whether that's even possible or not. But this person was saying, well, in the vein of trying to improve containment, what if we say like Seattle, for example, you're ground zero, you're potentially infecting a lot of people if you have people traveling in and out of Seattle. So how about we just like quarantine Seattle, right? What does that mean? Like, obviously that would be a huge impact to the economy. Yeah. And this person was saying, well, maybe our federal government needs to step in and say, uh, we will give you a subsidy. We'll give you some sort of, you know, economic uh, compensation for just shutting everything down. Just like tell everyone to go home and stay home. Right. That's interesting idea. So yeah. you're st- like better so than, gonna be, better than breaking exactly out the like, national guard. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be exactly like escape from LA. <laughs> they just, the, the movie got it right. They were just like a little too far South. <laughs> right. So who, who's in that? Was that Kurt Russell? Yep. So which one of y'all are going to be Kurt Russell? That's what I want to know. Oh, I think that's Josh for sure. Oh, wait, Josh isn't even in Seattle, so he can't. <laughs> so he, I'll have he can to escape come up. In- He's already escaped. Yeah, he can- <laughs> uh, I'll He's come up to, uh, yeah. you know, you know what? I could, I could be the heroic figure who, who like hauls up, hauls a truckload of TP up, up to, up to you all. Mad Max style. Oh my gosh. There you go. Mad Max style. Hey, yeah. And I mean, I've, of course I'm, I'm going to have to charge you, uh, you know, I'm going to have to charge you for it, but it's still brave. So, um, so let's. <laughs> Okay. Okay, fellas. So, you know, we always talk about how we're always looking for like new ways to add profit centers to the business. And I'm just saying, Josh, if you got a U-Haul and fill that thing full of, uh, fill that thing full of hand sanitizer and drove it up here, we have, we could just park downtown and, and I'm sure we'd sell it out by lunch. We've got people on the outside. I mean, this is, this is a serious, this is a serious competitive advantage here. Yes. So glad to know that our team is distributed so that if Kirkland has to be nuked from orbit, that Honey Badger will survive. Yeah. If I get nuked from orbit, I don't, I don't care. Honestly, y'all are on your own. Yeah. Unfortunately, like we buy all our stuff at Costco. So if Kirkland, you know, if Kirkland TP is, is out or whatever. <laughs> You're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. <laughs> uh, 
do they have Kirkland TP? I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I think they I do. assume they do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of this very weird thing because everybody's kind of a little bit, you know what it kind of feels like is it feels sort of like I used to live in the, in Tornado Alley, you know, as they called it. <laughs> and it feels a little bit like when there's like, they come on the, the news, like all, all these, all the um, TV stations in Tornado Alley have these like crack news teams, right? Basically they have like mm. war rooms set up for the weather and the weathermen just live for this shit. Like you can tell yeah. it's like they are on. It's like, you know, when y'all remember um, when like they in invaded Iraq, like the, the fourth time, how like <laughs> CNN and stuff, they had like all these 3D graphics of like bombs going uh -huh. in and like blowing up hospitals and stuff, but it was all like animated and slick looking. So yeah, but it's like that only for like these like <laughs> relatively small town, like TV channels, weather stations. Tornado um, Alley is in the, in the South, I assume, right? Midwest. Yeah, Midwest. Yeah. So it feels like that. It feels like when the, um, the people come on in their like war rooms and they're like, a tornado is about to happen. And so nothing's actually happening at the moment. It's just like, oh, there's kind of some clouds. I don't know, but I guess yeah. we better just all pay close attention. It feels like that. It's kind of this weird anticipation and it's like, you're probably going to be fine, but it's like, who really knows? So I don't know. It's time to just throw caution to the wind, I guess. It's time to do the things we always wish we could do. Time to get that kayak and paddle on the river. Yeah, get your kayak, paddle <laughs> yeah, on the river. When are you going to do that, Ben? Tell your children you love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, probably the summer. Yeah, nice. I've got my eye on one. So I don't watch the local news on TV. That's, you know, that's my parents' generation kind of thing to do, right? <laughs> I, get, I get my news online. But I yeah. saw... Somehow I came across this video clip of the local news broadcaster covering this news about the Kirkland care facility. And uh, like, like they like to do, they sent someone to the location, right? To stand in front of the, you know, just so they could have the interview. And I'm thinking, is that really a good idea? Do you really want to send a newscaster on location to a place where there's an active, you know, infection going on? I mean, that's just seems like a bad idea to me. Like, we, yeah, I mean, so, if yeah, it's over there, if it's, it's <laughs> if it's just to get the shot, like, exactly. like if there's actually news to do there, maybe, maybe it's worth the risk. Like, you know, if they, if they have to get the story from someone at the facility. Right. But right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. seems a little, not yeah. So safe. <laughs> that's yeah, just that's so classic. crazy that that's happening just sort of down the road. Like it's, yeah. oh, it's so weird. Like I, honestly, I didn't even know it was happening until a couple of days after. Cause like, I wasn't paying attention to things super closely. So I go to this group every, you know, like Wednesday and it was like, they've met like every week for 30 years in person. And they sent out a notice. It's like, we're doing a zoom meeting this week. And it's just wow. like, whoa, like stuff is happening. Like this is, this is no joke. So this is, end of, start, this is end of world stuff here. We're talking. About. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I can't go to my bowling. <laughs> it's like my my D and D groups online now. What is this? Yeah. I know. Just like end times. Just watch out! Watch out for horsemen, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watch out for strange men on horses. I've been thinking though, and, and this is kind of not a well formed thought, but I've been thinking like, okay, so there's got to be plenty of opportunities here for startups like us and founders like us. You know, entrepreneurs who are like, there's got to be an angle that we can take to build some fantastic software, offer some great service to really take advantage of this changing dynamic in the workforce. You know, like 
if we shut down all these companies and everyone's working from home, that has impact today and next week. But is it going to have an impact months from now and years from now? Are we going to slightly see this, like, like you were saying earlier, Star, are we going to see this acceleration of the future of work where more and more people are working from home? And if that's the case, are there some things that we can do now as a company that can like, take advantage of that? Like if there's a development team, you know, because we target developers, that's who we sell to, right? So this is what I'm thinking. Again, back to the not well-formed thought. So if there's software teams who are out there who are used to working together, rubbing shoulders every day, hanging out, you know, sharing donuts and all those germs and stuff, and now they're all working from home, <laughs> like how does that change their day-to-day -day work, right? And how can we take advantage of that? Like what kind of tools can we build mm -hmm. to help people make that transition better or, you know, take advantage of this new scenario or help people so, feel comfortable working at home? You're saying we need to make a 3D donut printer? That would be totally awesome. Yeah. There you I go. I see where you're going here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, obviously already software teams can use Honey Badger remotely, right? To help coordinate <laughs> over keeping track of their errors and making sure their app's healthy and stuff. But I think we just need, need to take it to the next level. And maybe we come out with this like Honey Badger vinyl figurine that has a little voice box in it. And it gives you stuff like that your project manager would say to you if they were going to oh. tap you on the shoulder and interrupt you while, okay. you're, while you're working, right? Yeah. Like, hey, is that Jira ticket done yet? You know, things like that. And just like how at random a, intervals, it just says something to you. How about a life-size honey badger that can just like stand over your shoulder and, and kind of make those comments? Even better. Like, a, yeah. what is it, Bill Lumberg style? I like the way you're thinking, Ben. And like, this just occurred to me, like the answer to this has been like staring us in the face the whole time. The whole time. And I've got two words for y'all. You ready? Yeah. Second life. Second life, people. <laughs> we can have our own island, Ben. Haven't you always? Ooh. We've always I mean, wanted an okay. island. Now, now you got me. Now I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw a, I was at Borders um, like a decade ago and I saw, I saw a magazine there that was like second life is the future. And it's been like a decade. So it, like, it's got to be the future by now, right? Yeah. Totally. It, like no, it literally it's, it's in, it's in the future now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like always. It's, in, it's like still it's still around. Or... No, I mean it's it looks exactly like it did back in whatever the the mid two thousands, but it's now in the future. So it's kind oh, of like okay. it's kind of like having a VHS tape or something. I mean, it, it hasn't changed. Actually, I saw a documentary about this, and um, Second Life actually ha still has a very vibrant, like well, yeah, I don't know it does. If it's vibrant, but a very yeah. active like user community. Yeah. It's hmm. got the in game economy. Like people make their livings off of it, which is. Wow. Crazy and hilarious. Who knew? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the documentary is about that. There is a, a woman who sort of made these like, like you can craft items and sell them and stuff. But then like there was a bug in the game and like that lets you sort of glitch spawn, like mm -hmm. or duplicate items. And it like caused the whole economy to collapse. Yeah. Okay. So this is random. But are you, are you familiar with <laughs> Team Fortress 2? Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with those words okay. separately. Yeah. So it's an old, old shooter, right? But very, um, very good one. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a classic. classic, right? Yeah. But the, the thing about Team Fortress 2 is that it spawned this whole hat culture, right? <laughs> Collectibles, yep. right? Things that you can, uh, yeah. you can trade and sell. And there's this, there was this whole Team Fortress 2 economy, right? Yeah. Are, are these real hats or virtual hats? Virtual hats. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, there was a vibrant, Team Fortress 2 hat economy up until about a year or so ago, maybe a little less, <laughs> where they had a bug where some of these rare items 
could be easily duplicated. Oh, oh my gosh. I didn't hear about this. That's that's crazy. Totally, totally crashed the market. Oh, <laughs> it was oh my just, God. Yeah, just ruined it. Yeah, people, so. people must have been pissed. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I can't yeah. imagine the gamer like yeah. retribution for like losing your diamond level hat. <laughs> Totally. Or whatever. Totally. I mean, you know, <laughs> stuff that was worth, you know, hundreds is now worth pennies. Oh, yeah. In so, a, in a day. The things that like kids come up with when you put them in a, you know, in kind of like an economy that can be rigged like that and they're, you know, they're clever and they grew up on a computer. Like, I've heard some really, really hilarious stories about people making like tons, tons of money with various schemes just involving like loot, rare loot items. Yep. Um, you know, selling them on eBay, like, like yep. people have like built entire businesses on that, like, you know, in their teens or whatever. That's so funny. I mean, at least so it's like, it's only in games, right? And like no real industry could ever be like yeah. decimated by things be becoming easily copyable. You mean like Bitcoin? You know? <laughs> yeah, this is never, this is never going to be a problem in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Life is a game star. That is a, that is way too nihilistic for me, Josh. <laughs> that's the way, that's, I can't get on board with this like Nietzsche train of yours. Okay. Okay. Next, next week we could do the podcast in Second Life. Um, <laughs> we totally should. Toby at Shopify already beat us to that. Like it was on Twitter oh, this week. did? Yeah. Really? They, they totally did a, it wasn't Second Life, but it was a totally oh. VR thing. So. Nice. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Wait, so they did a podcast in, like, was there no video? They were just like, whoa, we're in VR. Because we could do that right now. <laughs> well, I mean, th like, there is a wait, video. Are you, these it. Cubes. are you saying we're going to get, floating. we're all going to get, are we all going to get VR rigs now? VR rigs? Is that totally. what we do? Is that what we do in response to the <laughs> we coronavirus? We could totally expense them if we, like, use them for the podcast. Yeah. And then we could I'm, use I am them on board do, with this. We could do motion capture of ourselves for that PM over your shoulder idea, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, now you're yeah. augmented. Go. Now you're it's so like, yeah. Now you're talking augmented reality is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. If you just set up yeah. a second screen at your workstation at home, right? And be like, mm -hmm. hi, you know, we're standing there waving at you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember this is a little bit off topic, but I remember how heartbroken I was when I realized that like you couldn't just directly like deduct, like if you buy a computer or like a VR rig, you can't just like deduct that from your taxes. You know, you've got to, you yeah. can only deduct, deduct the amount that it like depreciates over time from your taxes, which isn't the same, you know? It's true. It's like 10% of it. So I, I don't know. I just don't buy enough crap to make it really that much money. So yeah, I haven't taken the leap into a VR yet. It just seems a little novel or it has in the past anyway. I, I mean, I There's hear people tell me it's getting good, but. There's too much junk on the floor in my house. I would injure myself. Yeah. Like. Like I've got a small child, like I would trip. I'd probably trip over my child. Yeah. But it'd make for a funny video to put on Reddit. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, oh my God, Reddit. I'm, I'm so sick of, yeah, I, de I deleted the Reddit client off of my phone and I'm much happier. I, now, instead of playing, now, instead of looking at Reddit, like I got Stardew Valley. And so I've just been nice. playing Stardew Valley. I'm not meaning to brag here, but I'm a pretty good fisher, uh, fisher person <laughs> on Stardew Valley. I catch some like, just like with a little bamboo pole, like I've caught like 60 inch tunas. Wow. Like you wouldn't believe it's That's physically a, possible, but it is. Do you, can you like print like screenshot and, and blow up the picture and print it out, like hanging on your wall, you know, like to 
to kind of like commemorate your catch. Oh, like a trophy? Like a trophy. Yeah. yeah. Got all your, yeah, all your Stardew Valley it, like, trophies. Song somehow. <laughs> yeah. You can hang it on your wall and Oh, I forgot about the singing, the singing, <laughs> the singing <laughs> bass. <laughs> yeah. Big mouth, big mouth, Billy bass. The, <laughs> y'all probably had a lot of those in the Midwest, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i would so guess much. back back to tornado alley <laughs> so right. much and i don't even like i know this is wrong i know this probably isn't correct but in my mind like it's singing voice is basically like jeff foxworthy's voice <laughs> you know his guy's like yeah. you might be a redneck if uh-huh you know so i don't know because i mean it's totally unrealistic a bass together. would never sound like that in real life if it could talk, I mean, no, it would, no. that would not be the voice I would imagine. They're so small, like relative to a human, their voice box would be tiny. So they'd be really squeaky sounding. Yeah. You're saying that a bass would not have a bass voice. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's a good place. <laughs> that, that, that is a good dad joke. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to have a singing bass, I want like very white. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm trying to figure out how we got from coronavirus like ground zero to bass in the <laughs> to to billy white bass in the midwest well that's the mystery of i love it rest, josh <laughs> yeah i guess if we don't have anything more to say that's probably a good note to end it on i think so i agree your wow, silence your means- silence says it all your silence says it all people <laughs> i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna sort of Emotionally distance myself from y'all in case, uh, you know, you're not around next week. (laughs) All right, everybody, this has been Founder Quest. If you would like to review us, I mean, maybe it'll matter. Maybe we'll be around to see it. Just go on over to to Apple, whatever. It doesn't even really matter. If you want to write for our blog, if you do like Ruby or Elixir or some other like cool language, like blog posts and you want to write for us. I'll have somebody answer you, your emails to us, even if I'm not here. So just go to our blog and look in our header, and there's a link about how to write for us. Until then, vaya con Dios, everyone. ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Funny Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.